looking at this word uh, in uh, <clears throat> Luke chapter 4, and I'm going to start with verse 14, and, and then we're going to be dealing with uh, verses 18 through verses 19. I see here in verse 14 where it says that, and Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. And there went out a fame of him through all the regions round about. You know, God has a way of getting his fame out. And when we begin to press forth in God and begin to do it in His power. It's the difference between us doing it in ourselves than in doing it in the power of God. Big difference now. Now you have to understand what the Scripture is saying here. It says, and Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. Galilee being the circle of the heathen. Now, let me tell you something. We don't need to be going back down in the circle of the heathen if we're not returning there in power. Do you understand what I'm saying? Amen. We don't need to be touching that. Too many of us have touched those zones and we're not adequately qualified because we haven't returned. Returned where? From the wilderness. You see, you can be anointed. See, he was anointed when he came up out of the water. But he didn't have the power yet. A lot of people don't understand that because they don't understand, understand what the scripture is saying. You see, when he got baptized and came up out that water, the Bible said that the dove came upon him in a bodily form. And heaven spoke and said, This is my son whom I am well pleased in, but he hadn't done nothing yet. Now, the Bible says that immediately the Spirit of God drove It didn't take him into ministry. It took him first into, he didn't take him into public ministry. First, it took him into his private ministry. Amen. You see, you got to get through your private ministry first before you can put them people on that plane and land that plane safely. Because let me tell you something. Once, I'm talking to us leaders now, once we put the people on the plane to glory and we don't have the power to drive efficiently, that airplane, then we're going to be in trouble because you see now it's in the air and we got to know how to land that thing with the people on it and with the people safe. Otherwise, it's going to be a deadly crash. Now, God says here in this word that He returned in power after He came out of that wilderness. He was tested in the wilderness of this earthly life. And after he passed the test, then he received the power. And when he received the power, now he was ready to go into Galilee and deal with all the spirits that he was about to run upon. Because, oh man, it didn't take him long before he started running up on demons, 
and hungry people and religious fanatics right. called the Pharisees and the Sadducees. See, all that's opposition that's going to come against you. Mm -hmm. So the Bible says that he returned in power of the Spirit into Galilee. And then things began, God got a way of having your brand publicized. You see, you got to understand that when you get to a certain point in God, here's what's going to happen. You see, I'm not known as, Dr. Manley's not known as a human being no more. He's known as a brand. See, you got a brand. You see, Jesus came in power and he was known now he's a brand. You understand what a brand is? A brand is like, okay, when you say Nike, you think tennis shoes. Huh? That's the brand. When you say Microsoft, you think about software. That's the brand. You see, you see, you see, the man that made it is not, when you hear his name, what you hear or what you see is the brand. You see? And that's what Jesus is trying to do to us. He's trying to make us all a brand. Amen. A peculiar people, not like everybody else. Mm -hmm. Not like following everybody else, but a brand. Amen. So that when, when your name is called, mm -hmm. they don't see you, but they see a brand. They know what you're all about. That's right. You understand what I'm saying? But see, you got to return in the spirit into Amen. the world so that they will know who and what you are. That's right. The brand. You got to think brand. You got to rise above your name as a human being and rise to a place called a place of the brand. Because now kings and princes and all other kind of people are going to bow down not to you but to the brand. And the brand is from God. You understand what I'm saying? Amen. You see, when you say those of us that know my, uh, Pastor Riker, when you say Pastor Riker, you think of the brand Holy Spirit, which is his uh, expert ability to fix on vehicles. Amen. It's a brand. The people don't come to see him, they come to see his brand. That's right. Because that's what they know him as. Do you understand right. what I'm saying? It takes years to get the brand. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with Jim as the truck driver. Same thing. I can use you, bro. That's right. When you think of Jim, because he's been in this thing a long time, see, he's a brand. You know? And it's a brand that has to be respected. You understand what I'm saying? The difference between a brand and a name. Mm -hmm. Jesus is a brand that all of us need to buy into. So it says here, it goes on that Jesus comes in after he returned from the wilderness in the power of the Spirit. And he went down in that area of Galilee called the Circle of the Heathen. That's what Galilee means. And he went into the synagogue. And y'all know what's up in there. I'm on religious people. And he sat and, and, and he sat among them. And then he got up. And he delivered the book of the prophet. Because see, that's the, it was a custom for the people to read a scripture in them there. So he gets up and he begins to speak something. He says that the spirit of the Lord, verse 18, over there. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Not the spirit of Larry, but the spirit of the Lord is upon me, Jesus said. He said, not the spirit of me, not the spirit of Jesus, but the 
a special power to do a certain thing. Didn't give me the power to do everything, but he said, I'm going to give you the power to do a certain thing. And this is what I want you to do. He said, I want you to preach because I've anointed you. I have given you this special power to preach the gospel to the poor. And he had sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set liberty them that are bruised. Well, in this world and in our life, we've all been poor, we've all been brokenhearted, we've all been captive, we've all been blind, and we've all Y'all said that kind of week, so we must be in here around some folks of aliens or something that ain't never went through this, so I think I'll just say it again. I say, I think all of us have gone through this before. Amen. Amen. All right, open your mouth and let's get this thing going here. Now, check what God said. God says that the Spirit of the Lord is upon this man. Mm -hmm. And he has special chosen him, you know, called many a call, but few are chosen. But God said, I've chosen him to preach the gospel to the poor. Well, what's this word poor? See, a lot of people got that word messed up. They don't understand what God's talking about here. See, God ain't talking about your pocketbook. <laughs> that ain't what that poor means right Holy there. See, you got to run a record of it. What this means is God, this gospel has, 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 he has anointed me to preach this gospel to those who are void of Christian values and eternal riches. Mm -hmm. You got to understand that's what the poor means. Those that don't know Jesus, those that don't know and understand the eternal riches that they have within themselves. See, that's the you understand what I'm saying? See, see, they need Jesus in the White House all the way down to the girl house. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I don't want to get that traded up in here, but we are always being up in there one time or another. Come on, get real with me. Don't look at me like I'm crazy. Come on. Come on, let's get real up in here. Let's just get real with it. We ain't been saved all our life. Amen. Then they're playing church games. We all that. Call out, say something like that. And every one of us know we done sneaked in the back door. Mm -hmm. Some point in time, I cannot get out of here. Amen. What I'm talking about. How God going to help us if we don't be for real? Mm -hmm. Come on. I want a real church pastor. You know what I mean? We got to tell them the truth, don't we? Right. We got to tell them the truth. You know, they'll get over it. <laughs> and if they don't, then they'll wish they had Yeah. We got to tell them the truth. So, 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 so God is saying here that, that, that those that are more of Christian value and eternal riches. Well, look here. Matthew 28, verse 19 and 20. Jesus said, look, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go ye therefore and teach not some nation, but all nations. All of them. That means the poor everywhere. If you don't have Christian values and eternal riches, you poor. You see... You, 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 you see, there's some poor folk in the White House. That's, that's right. right. That's right. You got it. That's right. See, if they don't, under, if they don't have Christian values and eternal riches, then they're poor. It ain't got nothing to do with your physical status in life or your financial status in life. It's got everything to do with where are you in Christ with this thing. You understand what I'm saying? So, so, so you see, now, and, 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 and the thing about it is this, you know. The thing about it is this. Is that first of all, we gotta understand something. We can't be in two places in two, two at, at one time. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying? You know, don't allow yourself to be divided. Coming up in the, coming up in here and let your mind be divided because there are other things.
on you. Do I feel this. I, I feel this. You see, because, see, that's tricking the enemy. That's tricking the devil trying to get you to keep from getting what you need from God. See, what you need from God is from God, and it's eternal. But what you're going at is something that's tangible, and it's going to hurt you. Because, see, it ain't going to last. That's right. You're in the right place. So I say, I'm in the right place. I'm in the right place. that come 
comes from the center of the line. See, a lot of us have been beat down, right? Amen. Everybody been beat down before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everybody know what it is to lose strength and vigor. It's called feeling empty inside. Am I the only one in here that's ever felt empty inside? You know, that's an awful feeling. Amen. To feel empty. That's the broken heart. But you, did you not know that that's where God works at the best? Amen. Come watch this word. I want you to go with me to uh, Isaiah 57. Getting ahead of myself. I'm going to go ahead on and roll with it anyway. I want you to go to Isaiah 57, verse 15. Talking about the broken heart. See, see, the gospel will mend or heal the broken heart. Do you believe that? Amen. If you, if you allow it to sink in. See, see, it's time out for just coming to church and just hearing but not doing nothing about it. Okay? Let, let, let's start being serious about this thing. Let's stop being fakes. As if God don't allow us, you know, to walk up into eternal glory with him. And we've been faithful. Amen. God is looking, I'm talking to you time and time and time again. I told you, we have to deal with consistency. Consistency. We have to be consistent with God. God is looking for consistency. Brenda, go back there and pray for us, please. God is looking for consistency. You need to all hear it. Uh, consistency. It's all about consistency. So, the Word of God says here in Isaiah 57, verse 15. It says, we're talking about the brokenhearted, okay? Alright? The Bible says, For thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabit eternity, whose name is holy. Uh-oh. Look where he dwells. He said, I dwell, we're talking about the brokenhearted, I dwell in the high and holy place. Uh-huh. With him... So that is of a contrite and what? Humble. Humble spirit. To do what? To revive the spirit of the humble and revive the heart of the contrite one. That word contrite doesn't mean broken heart. Yeah. Didn't the word of God say that the gospel, he has anointed us to preach the gospel and to heal the broken heart. In the place of the broken hearted, God says here in the book of Isaiah that that's what he dwells in us. In other words, in our weakness, he's made strong. Because now we're more apt to allow God to come on in. When we that's when we are most apt to allow God to come on in. Amen. And that's a beautiful, wonderful thing. To be able to be broken. To be able to be empty and allow God to come on in and suck with us. You see, that's what God wants to do. God wants to heal us from our broken heartedness. But he also said that he wants to preach deliverance, or he wants us to preach deliverance to the captives. Why? Y'all know what a captive is. That's somebody that's been hung up. Take it. Alright, let's go to 2 Kings 24, verse 14. 2 Kings 
Kings 24, verse 14. I'll be there. The reading of the word says that we're talking about being captive. Says that, and he carried away. Look what he carried. All of Jerusalem, that means all of those that are in peace. Right now, I'm in 2 Kings 24, verse 2. 2 Kings 24, 24, verse 14. I'm sorry. Our main text is in Luke 4. But right now, we're in 2 Kings 24, verse 14. The Bible says that, and he carried away all of Jerusalem. That means that he carried away everything that was in peace. That's what captivity would do. That's what that enemy would do to us. And all the princesses, that's all the strong things in us. That's all the, not the strong things, but the things of richness. And all the mighty men of valor, that's all the strong things in us. Even 10,000 captains and all the crap. Now, I want you to pay close attention to this, what that enemy will do to us. And see, this is what the gospel is sent. It's sent to deliver us from the captives, okay? In other words, it's sent to deliver us from whatever them strongholds is in our life, okay? Right, now, 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 check how this enemy does us here. I want you to look at this real close. And he carried, verse 14, and he carried, that's the enemy, carried away all Jerusalem. That's it. Everything, you ever had your peace and then you just lose it, you just flop. Everything just, just zap. You know, that's that enemy taking your... All of Jerusalem. In other words, it takes all of your peace from you. All of it. And not only that, it takes all the princesses, which are the royalty, the, the things that has value to it. See? And all the mighty men of value, all those things that protect those things that have value in you. Even 10,000 captives. Now, what's it? And all the craftsmen and smiths, none remain. Do you see that? Yes. Up until this next sentence, before I read it, everything that it took had preciousness and value to it. Right? Yes, sir. Now watch this. None remain saved or except the poorest sort of the people of the land. You see what the enemy do? You see what the enemy left behind? <laughs> see, the enemy don't want no poor folk. Remember what I'm telling you, that poverty has nothing to do with how much money you got. It's got everything to do with your mindset. The word poor in the Bible represents the fact when he says, look, I was sent to preach deliverance to the poor. You know what I'm saying? To preach the gospel to the poor. I've been preaching really just to tell you of who your eternal father is in you. I've been sent to teach to you what's inside of you so that you won't keep taken away by these captives. Because these captives are going to take every good thing of value that's in you. And guess what it's going to leave behind? The poorest of the land. God Almighty. That thing will take you down. It will take, look, the Bible says a lazy man will be brought to nothing. A piece of bread. That's right. The enemy wants to take from you. The enemy don't want you to succeed. That's right. But the gospel wants to help you to succeed. 
And it will get you the way you need to get if you let it. But you've got to allow God's time in due season, the Bible talks about mm -hmm. due season. Not manly season. No, due season mm -hmm. shall it come to pass. Mm -hmm. And every time I tried to rush it, I lost. Mm -hmm. Because first of all, I wasn't ready for it. That's right. But you couldn't tell me that. So I gambled. You know, I gambled. And, and I put God's name on the gamble. Mm -hmm. How do y'all know God don't gamble? Hello. Hello. Is it, if you ever want to hear from God, this is what you do. This do me good. If you ever want to hear from God, it's, it's real easy. Once you get connected with God, you say you're connected with God, okay, this is how you hear from God. When you go to God, you leave your agenda behind. Do you understand that? I say when you go to God, you leave your agenda behind. Make sure you ain't in it. Amen. And you go and you get away from the noise and you go and you simply ask God in your quiet closet. Say, God, should I go up or should I be still? And God will speak to you not later but immediately whether to go or not. Yes. Now, here's what we do. We have our agenda with us when we go to God. So when God don't give us what we want to hear, now we start tugging with it, trying to make it fit. Mm -hmm. That's where we get in trouble. You're right. You're right. That's where we get in trouble right there. Because now we don't took our agenda with us. And our agenda is going to always get us in trouble. Always. Because when we hear God, our agenda is going to contaminate the flood. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's opening. Yeah. <laughs> it's opening. It's good. It's opening. It is it's easy. All we got to do is just don't take our agenda with us when we go to get guidance from God. Amen. Leave self behind. Amen. And say, God, I need a clear thought. I need a clear revelation of what I need to do. There it is. They call it in the Old Testament the you remember through me. Yeah. The breastplate. Mm -hmm. That thing will light up. Answer the question, it'll light up magic. And it'll tell you what you need to do. Now if you go against it, it's still working. Yeah. It still works. It still works. But just anybody couldn't ask. Then you remember to do it. Only the priest. And they had to be pure. Right or wrong? Right. Didn't I say leave the agenda behind? Huh? Yes, sir. Okay. Everybody, everybody with me? I mean, how? Yes, all right. All right. Yes, We're getting somewhere. Now, see, we got these folk on this plane. <laughs> Too late. We're now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You better not apply this thing. Oh, you're going to take a whole lot of folk down. But you know, I learned that the hard way. I'm just trying to pass on what I learned. That's all I'm trying to do. Because they get in the air now, buddy. Uh-oh. Fly down. So you got to pull the right levers. Now, the next thing, let's go back to uh, Luke chapter 4. We're still in verse 18. It's working. Because after he delivers us 
delivers the poor, preaches the gospel to the poor, and gives us an identity crisis, then he starts working on our broken heart, right? Mm -hmm. he, he, you know, that's what the world starts doing then. He gets us in the house, then he starts working on our broken heart, right? So he can dwell in it. And then he starts to deliver us through the preaching of the gospel from them strongholds in us, okay? You see, you see the steps, how it goes? How God, it's, it's a stepwise step. Now, once he gets those, uh, uh, those uh, what, what I call strongholds, by the way, you know what I'm saying? Calling you not to be able to see, watch what he does. And recover the sight of the blind. Now, the next thing is, he opens up our ability to see. Amen. Now, but, here again, in order to see, guess what? You got to get that agenda out of the way. You got to get your self-agenda out in order to see. All right? Am I having any thought? Yes. You got to get that out of the way now. You know, humble yourself down and say, Lord, I, I need a clear word. I don't need no man. I just need you right now, Lord, to tell me what I need to do. And, and, and as I get higher and higher in God, I get more humble and humble. I get more scared and scared. Because the thing that God is doing in my life right now is just crazy. And I'm telling you something. I'm staying close to home. Amen. And I ain't doing nothing until I hear God tell me to do it. Mm -hmm. Ain't no man gonna tell me nothing. Ain't nobody gonna come to me with it. Watch this word. I'm, 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 I'm gonna show you something in the word. Because see, what I learned about people is people, what people got is people got their own agenda. And they're looking to get to somebody that they can use. Uh -huh. They're always coming to you and trying to bring their agenda to you to get you. They even want to get in your books, don't they? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm not lying now. See, they got an agenda. You see, you got but you gotta you gotta remove self. You gotta be able to see. That's what the gospel is all about. Amen. you see, uh -huh. I'm here to see. Told them not to do that. I'm sure it's taking in the word. Mm -hmm. And the word can't do it, then it ain't be done. You ain't who you say you are. Because if you go in, I'm just dead serious. If the Bible tells us that two plus two equals four, and we try to make it three, ain't nothing in me. You're not ready to throw your Bible away. Mm -hmm. Because you don't believe what you carry around. That's right. Recovering the sight of the blind. Look at Revelation 3.18. You don't have to go there, but I'm going to hit you with it. It's like, look, after he tells me blind, crippled, crazy, naked, and all that stuff, he ain't going to say, I counsel thee to buy gold for me and to put some of this eye salve on your eyes. That's what I want you to see right there. Revelation 3.18. He said, I want you to put some of this eye salve on your eyes. When you get there, tell me that you got it. Amen. You see it later. So God wants to rub something on our eyes, don't he? Because yeah. he wants us to see, right? All right. Now, let's see what this eye said means. Let's go to the gospel of Jesus. And see what it is. Let's go to the gospel of Jesus Christ, Mark 8 through 23 through 26. Mark 8, 23. We're dealing with the recovery of the sight. Lord knows we can all use as much of that as we can possibly get all the time. 
Because everybody in mind is a little foggy sometimes. Mm -hmm. That's why we need a little help from each other. I need all the help I can get. From, I can make it with God and a few of my friends. Amen. Yeah, I, I, I get them. But now I don't want my friends to be bringing their agenda. You know what I'm saying? I don't want that now. It's a God thing now. It ain't about how can I get what I want out of this through somebody else, okay? Come on. Now, I'm going to tell you that now. Because I pick up on that real quick. Now, look at this word here. This blind man. We're trying to recover the sight of the blind, right? All right, he said, look, I need for you, Revelation 3, 18, say, I need for you to put some of this eye salve on your eye. You know, I need to rub some on your eye so you can see. Ain't that what he said? Yeah. All right, let's see what Jesus rubbed on his eyes. He spit it on him. Watch this. And he took the blind man by the hand. First thing you got to do, that word hand, that means that power and activity of God. The first thing you got to do, when you're trying to get somebody else to see and when you're trying to see yourself, you've got to allow God to take you by the hand and place his power in you. Okay? That's the first thing. Look, this is what he did now. He said, and he, Jesus, took the blind man by the hand and led him where? Out of where? Out of what? Out of that noisy place, that chapel. made for them, uh -huh. to open or recover the sight of the blind. Two by the hand say, come here, son. Let me talk. Let me, let me open your door. He had to get him away from all the noise. You got to be careful with this right here. What's the motive? What's your motive? When you do what you do, what's your motive? Is it really God? Or are you playing a game to get where you want to go in life and call it God? Because if I can get you to listen to this, then I can get you to listen to something that later on too. That's right. I got you. You got it. Is the Holy Ghost talking up in there like yeah. I, I just need to know. Amen. Because God loves you. And I want you to understand that he loves you. He took him out of time. And when he had spit on his eyes, that's that I say, and put his hands upon him, that activity, he asked him if he saw anything or saw all. Now, what is this spit? Well, that word spit means that he gave him a revelation, an expanded view of things. See, he was down to love. See? He was down too low. And when you're down already low, and you hear all alone crickets, you know, That's right. all that noise. First thing is, I gotta get you out of Come here, boy. I gotta talk about this thing. Now, if God say go, then you go. But if God don't say go, and you know God, they say shut it down. Mm -hmm. Because some people on that plane now, remember? They don't plane. You got to land it. Everything shine ain't gold. Mm -hmm. All sickness ain't death. Mm -hmm. right. 
And all wedding don't mean that it ain't gonna happen. That's right. Amen. Amen. Uh -huh. Amen. I said, wait on the Lord. As the Bible said, wait on the Lord. But if God say now, all is well. Let's do it. He took him by the hand, put some spit on his eye so that he could expand his ability to see. See, that's what the gospel does. See, that's what I'm doing now. I'm spitting on your eyes and I'm rubbing God's power on it because I'm opening you up to get you to understand and see some things. You understand what I'm saying? See, God brought Jesus was down there digging in some dirt and stuff. That ain't what the word say. I just showed you what Jesus is doing. Mm -hmm. He's working on you in the spirit realm. Okay? See, we got to come out there Jesus in the physical and give it the real deal. See, Jesus ain't in the field unless he in us. Mm -hmm. So we got to understand what he's doing now. That's right. So we can, that's what we, all of this deals with the preaching of the gospel. And it's designed to do this. Now, and he looked up, verse 24, and said, because when he asked him what he said, he said, I see men as what? Trees. Trees. Walking. Go to Isaiah 61 3 around the last verse, and you'll see where God has made us trees of righteousness. That's what He's made. Trees of righteousness. See, that's what I love about this, this, this group here. See, they got their Bibles and they're learning the Word of God. See, that's what they're supposed to be doing. See, there are so many lazy Christians in the world. You understand what I'm saying? Come on, man. I, I seen uh, Pastor Chris this morning. He's got this enormous church out there in Texas. When I say enormous, I'm talking about probably about 40 grand at, at, at a set. And it's amazing. He's there and he's teaching, right? And the guy, you can see his people, they all got their hands out. Right. They're flipping that Bible. They're learning. You understand what I'm saying? Good. You know, I mean, that's how you learn to work out. Amen. You got to see this thing in here if you want to get better in God. You just, you, you got to understand what we're dealing with here. See, you, you, you just don't go to college or school or no school and just hear what the, the, the teacher is saying without getting in the book. That's right. You got to get in the book. That's right. You got to exercise what's in the book. Because when test time comes, you got to know what's in the book. And trust me, you ain't going to hear and remember every time that they teach you that. I'm just trying to help somebody in the That's all. Because after all, that's what I'm here for. After he, verse 25, after he put his hand again upon his eyes and made him look well, Good. made him look up. Good. Up. You got to look up. See, the enemy don't want you to look up. Uh -huh. See, the enemy won't speak into you and control what you do and how you do it. See? Uh -huh. But God wants you to look to uh -huh. Him. It's coming. Amen. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Should I go up or should I be speaking? Mm -hmm. Leave my agenda behind. Amen. Should I go up or should I be speaking? I don't care what nobody else does. <clears throat> Collect one pot. And this thing get crazy on me. Then I got to see God about it. Amen. <laughs> uh, Amen. Uh, yeah. Do I fear God enough to, to, to 
to go to him, leave my agenda behind, yes, go to him. Yes, yes. Do I feel God enough to do that and yes. tell everybody, if shut up, yes. I don't want to hear no more? Amen. Amen. Yes. Tell him to shut up. I hear you. Shut up. I don't want to hear no more. I'm waiting on God. I'm your friend. Yes. I'm your friend. I'm your pastor. I ain't gonna tell you anything. I want the best for everybody in here. But the thing that God gives us don't add salt. That's right. And burdens. That's right. Okay? If it's from God, then He makes it easy. Always That's right. Ready. All the way through. Oh. And after that, He put His hand upon His eyes and made Him look up. And he was restored, and he saw every man clearly. So see, first thing, God wants to, for you to understand. I mean, Isaiah talks about us being trees of righteousness. Uh -huh. Notice that's how he saw man at first, yes. as a tree of righteousness. In other words, when God expanded him, he saw man in the spiritual sense. Because that's what we are. Trees of righteousness, playing by the law. The man wasn't praying. He wasn't seeing foggy. He was seeing in the spirit realm because God had just touched him and gave him insight. Amen. Uncle Lou and what he really was. Now he had to bring him on back down the second time and let him operate on the area of the earth where he was created to operate in. That's why he saw men as they were. Amen. Let's go on over back over here because I'm going to be closing here in a minute. Just give me a few more. It's almost over. Now let's look at Luke chapter 4. Verse, the last uh, sentence in verse 18. Luke chapter 4, verse 18, the last sentence, okay? Look at it. He said, the last thing he says after he preaches the gospel to the poor and lets us know who we are, after he heals our broken heart because he inhabits those that have that broken heart, after he preaches deliverance to us and get us out of that captivity that we're in, then he begins to recover our sight so that we may be can see. Now he begins to set us at liberty those of us that have been ruled. Watch this. Isaiah 53 verse 5. Isaiah 53 verse 5. Say that when you get there. How many of us been bruised before? Amen. Anybody been bruised before? Amen. That's gonna tell lies because they won't raise their hand. They need to tell the lies. Because if you breathe, then you've been hit before by something in life. Come on. Now, can I at least get an amen on that? Amen. You know, I'm telling you folks sitting around like they all this and all that, and they and, and, and they about to die. That, see, see if that boy that played for Kansas City, if he if, if he had let somebody know that he was crazy, they could have helped him. He wouldn't have shot his girlfriend and then turned around and shot himself in the locker room uh, day before yesterday. I think it was day before yesterday, yesterday he won. But anyway, within the last 30 hours, the man would have still been living. That's right. If he'd have been honest and told somebody he was having some problems. So we sit here and we can't be honest. Come on. So we live a life that we got it all all right. Come on. And about to be ate up inside. Come on. And won't even confess it to one another so that we might be healed. That's what the Bible says, right? Yeah. Confess your fault. 
You want to open up so that you might be healed. Open up. That's what the word open up. Yeah. So somebody can touch you yeah. with that healing authority and that healing power. And let me tell you something. Ain't no greater healer than love itself. Amen. There ain't no greater healer than love. But how are we going to know what to heal or how are we going to know what to love if you don't let us know what needs healing? That's right. The bomb of Gilead ain't nothing but love. Ain't nothing but love. To set it living, them that are bruised. <coughs> Look here, Isaiah 53 5. Over there? Yeah. Amen. The word of love said he was what? Wounded for our what? Yeah. Transgressions. And bruised for our what? Iniquity. See, see, that's what I'm talking about. See, here's where you have to understand your identity in God. See, see, now. Where you were bruised, the Bible says he was bruised for us now, okay? Yep. See, the problem is a lot of us don't understand that the bruise ain't on us no more. So we still carry something that we ain't even supposed to be carrying. Come on, man. Because we got an identity, bro. We don't know who we are. If we knew, that's why I say you got to get in the book and see what the book says about it so that you will know and understand that, hey, I'm bruised, but see, I ain't bruised no more. Amen. Because the God sent to set me at liberty from my bruise out by knowing that he took my bruises for my iniquities. I don't have to take it myself no more. Amen. He was wounded for my transgression. So I don't have to be wounded no more. Amen. So whatever it is, get over it. Just get over it. If anybody should have been insane with all I've been through in life, if anybody should have been crazy, it should be me. Amen. Now I know I'm crazy, and y'all just keep that to yourself. <laughs> but anyway, I'm still functional. You know what I mean? I can still function without them folks putting a straight jacket on me. But if anybody should have been crazy after 28 years of federal penitentiary, after eating out of trash cans, after three and a half years of homelessness, after 37 years of drug addiction, after the military and wars and death and everything else, I, I should be crazy. But you know what I did? I found where he said he was wounded for my transgression. He was, not me, he was. And I found in there where he was bruised for my enemies. And the chastisement of my peace was placed on him. Right. You know where my woman was on him. Yes. You see? So the word of God said, now he will be with 39 strikes. And when you count 39, 3 plus 9 equals 12. And 12 is the divine purpose of God in man. It's God's divine purpose in you that you be healed. Do you hear me? Amen. Amen. So every time, see, the Old Testament say, with his stripes, we are healed. New Testament say, by his stripes, we are healed. I like to, with his stripes, that we become every time he was hit. That means I was getting healed more and more. Amen. You see, I got to understand who it is my Jesus is. I got to understand what it is that Jesus is doing in me when he was getting beat. Amen. Otherwise, the beating is not effective. That's right. I'm saying? That's right. So, I want to make good of what the Lord has done for me. 
the accepted time to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Right now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. You see, everything is now. Somebody say now. Now. 